Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Taking you all the way up to 6.30 on this football Friday ahead of Championship Sunday. We're Grant and Danny and this is The Fan. And when this doubleheader kicks off, the NFC Championship will be under the bright lights. 3 o'clock kick, Lincoln Financial Field. On Sunday, we'll get you a preview of that one in about an hour. But game two of the doubleheader in Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium, which is being renamed now, I guess, Burrowhead Stadium, according to the Bengals. Cincinnati on the road, taking on a Chiefs team they've beaten three times. Everyone's acting like they own the Chiefs. All three of those games were ultra competitive, and in fact, the Chiefs, I believe, led going into the fourth quarter in all three of those games. But to get more on this matchup, Let's go out to KC and talk to a good buddy of mine who I do radio with nationally on CBS Sports Radio and BetQL every weekend. Alex Gold is with us. Alex, how you been, buddy? Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, the uh, the, the trash talk has been fun. You mentioned Burrowhead. It's been a fun week in Kansas City, that's for sure. I think at this point everybody's ready to get to Sunday night, though. Enough of the, uh, you know, the ankle watch and all that, which I know we'll talk about, but I think at this point, everybody's just ready to get this thing going. What's the vibe like? I, I mean, I, I'm old enough, Alex, to remember when it was like this in Washington, where if we didn't win, it was, oh, well, we'll be back next year, and we usually were, right? It took, like, the 85 Bears to be this, or the 86 Giants, great teams, or, the, or one of those Niners dynasty teams. Other than that, we were just going back to the Super Bowl ho-hum. Is that the same feeling now that yeah, if we lose this one, so what? Or kind of what's the vibe like this week? So if it wasn't against Cincinnati and it wasn't a team that knocked them out of the AFC title game a year ago and it wasn't a team that is 3-0 against them in the last three games, I think it would be a little bit like, all right, disappointing, but this team's going to be back. And because of what's at stake seemingly with this perhaps new rivalry, although the Chiefs have to win one of these for it to really be that, uh, I think it adds to it. You know, Chiefs fans have been spoiled. You, you laid out kind of how Washington fans have felt at some point in time. You know, now it's just five straight AFC title games at Arrowhead. Nobody's hosted five straight AFC title games in NFL history. I mean, it's, it is ridiculous at this point in time. And so as the season went, went further in, it became Super Bowl or bust type a season for Kansas City. I think if you guys asked me in August and asked Chiefs fans in August what uh, this season was about, considering the trade of Tyreek Hill and and maybe taking a half step back, I don't think it was a Super Bowl or bust season. But once you win 14 games in the regular season and you're the number one seed, uh, they're right back to being Super Bowl or bust. Alex Gold on Grant and Danny covers the Chiefs and talks about them every day on the radio on our sister station out there in Kansas City as part of the Odyssey family. What do you make of the 0-3 mark against the Bengals? 
I referenced that it might be a little bit overstated in terms of you know, them wearing the pants. I think I saw that they Kansas City has tra- trailed by an average of seven minutes in the second half combined in those three games. So they've been much more competitive than you know a lopsided 0-3. It feels like extra innings baseball games that they haven't won. I mean, these teams are neck and neck. I think you, exactly what you said right there about the margin. I think people have forgotten that a little bit. As much as the, the Burrowhead stuff is fun, Joe Burrow has won at Arrowhead, guys, one time. <laughs> he's won at Arrowhead one time, uh, and then he's won two other games away uh, from Arrowhead. And, and they have been combined by a margin of defeat of nine points. So, you know, this was a Chiefs team that had a double-digit lead in two of them. I had a seven-point lead back in week 13 before a very rare Travis Kelsey fumble where the Chiefs were driving and probably end up winning that game. But give credit to Cincinnati, guys. They've been the better closer. I mean, that's what it's been. They, they've been able to close out games in the fourth quarter. Kansas City simply has not been able to. But, uh, you know, I think if you're looking at one thing that can swing this game towards Kansas City, if they can do something for the first time since they've played Burrow, and that is actually get pressure on him make life miserable, can they actually get sacks? They, they haven't been able to do that for whatever reason against Cincinnati. This is a Chiefs team that's the second-best team in sacks just by numbers in football this year. Yet, go back to Week 13, they sacked him one time, and it was kind of a, a gimme sack from Burrow. He gave himself up. I don't really even count it. We really haven't counted it in Kansas City. You go back to the title game last year, uh, this Chiefs defense, which is a little bit different this year and certainly better, they didn't sack him the AFC title game. And Chris Jones is sitting out there as a, a guy that's got 15 and a half sacks on the season, having a great year in All-Pro, going to probably finish a number two or number three in Defensive Player of the Year, and he hasn't been able to get that playoff sack. So the feeling here is if they can finally get to that offensive line that's so banged up, then that's how Kansas City wins this game. Alex Gold with us here from 610 Sports KC on with uh, Grant and Danny. So, Alex, this may sound really stupid. It's almost like I'm questioning the best offense in the NFL, and it's been that way for a long time here with Kansas City. But I feel like they need a big play in this one. I feel like if you just try to execute all the way down the way Kansas City usually does, so highly proficient where it's it's Kelsey, then it's like 19 misdirections, and somehow Jerick McKinnon has it on like a reverse triple pass or something like that. I feel like they need a home run. I feel like this may be finally the game where they miss Tyreek Hill, which I know sounds like the hottest sports take of all time, yet here we are. I feel like they may need a big play or two against uh, uh, Cincinnati. Am I crazy? I don't think you're crazy, but that was i mean—that was the question and, and everybody had thought heading into the season. And then they, they end up as the number one scoring offense in football, and I don't have the exact number in front of me, but they actually finished in the top three or five in terms of pass plays over 20 or more yards this year. So, I mean, they – they ended up, I mean, not big play to what you're saying, which I get it, right? Yeah, a 10-yard pass to Tyreek in the past, and, and that thing could go 65 yards. You're right. They, they don't have that. The closest to that might be a guy like Kadarius Toney, who did not play in the first matchup uh, against Cincinnati. Like, that's somewhat of the hope for some Chiefs fans that maybe he is a guy that can do something like that. Um, I, I don't think Chiefs fans are as concerned about the offense uh, in this game, except for right when I, before I hopped on with you guys, there's some news out of Kansas City that everybody's trying to track down right now. Uh, Travis Kelsey ended up on the injury report uh, questionable with a back injury, which came out of nowhere. Now, he was a full participant in today's practice, so we're, we're not so sure if it's just, you know, did a uh, back spasms or the back just not feel right. He missed his media availability this afternoon, so uh, that's something that we've got to keep an eye on heading into Sunday's game. But if he's playing, I don't think the offense is, is the big of the concern. It's more going to come down to uh, this defense again and whether or not they can find a way to get a stop of Joe Burrow, who's been pretty much perfect against them. If he was a full participant in practice, I'm not worried about that at all. Is that fair to say? 
So that's where I'm at. I mean, there's a freak out right now in KC, as you can imagine, when a lot of people just see questionable with a back injury out of nowhere. But the fact that he's listed as full participant, yeah, my guess is, Grant, that all right, practice is over. He was supposed to be with the media. He, he says, hey, my back's maybe a little tight or something. They go get some treatment. Therefore, they have to list him as questionable or something. You know, that's what I'm, I, mean, I think that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, we'll certainly find out, but I haven't been able to track it down yet for sure. Well, the goal of the interview was to break the Guinness Book of World Records record for how many minutes before we brought up Mahomes this week. And I think <laughs> we collectively as a triumvirate, we have done that. I think so. So there's six minutes and 58 seconds, no Mahomes. But A, what's your expectation on how hindered he is? And B, do you think they make any changes or do anything differently to just confine him to the pocket to allow them to not miss a beat? So for starters, look, a high ankle sprain, there's no way he's going to be 100%. That would be probably March before he's 100% if that, with a high ankle sprain. But the news continues to be optimistic as the week continues to, and I've been talking about the silly stuff of him walking off the podium or anything like that that everybody's had fun with this week. But based off of the, the 15 minutes in the practice window and everything that you continue to, to see from him, he's certainly not walking 100% normally, but he's been better. He's been surprised even by his own uh, progress this week. But he also admitted, guys, that, he's not 100% sure what he really will be capable of until he's out there, right? It's one thing to go out and practice, but what happens when Hendrickson or whoever is out there running you down? Are you able to make the cut uh, towards the sideline? My guess is no. I think he's going to be 75 or 80% uh, of mobility. You know, the, the brain, the arm, and all that is still going to be there 100%, but uh, that, that will be something that still is going to be hindering the ability for him maybe to make the the really, really special play, and you wonder if you're Cincinnati, I would imagine, early on in the game, you've got to bring some pressure to find out for sure what's that ankle like. Do we actually need to go with the spy like we did last year in the AFC title game and, and drop back, or can we be more aggressive against Mahomes because, you know what, uh, he's not as mobile. The one thing I, I think it's missed a little bit in the whole conversation about the ankle, and, and you guys probably would agree, which is uh, he's still maybe the best, if not second or third best, pocket passer in football. Yeah. So even if he's limited to the pocket – I think, you know, I think you still like that. Now, as far as how do the Chiefs adjust, you know, I thought earlier in the week, if you guys would have had me on the show, I would have said, uh, well, no, they're going to have to keep an extra tight end. And sometimes Jarek McKinnon for sure is going to have to stay in more. That all might happen, but we had former Chiefs offensive lineman Mitchell Schwartz, who played right tackle with Mahomes on our station this week. And he said, go back to 2019. Mahomes had an ankle injury. Now it's the other ankle, not the same, not the same ankle, uh, but he gets hurt against Jacksonville as well, ironically enough. Next week, he throws for 400 against the Raiders, and everybody that week was talking about, well, they're going to have to get the ball out much quicker. They're going to have to bring a tight end and leave a tight end. And, and Mitchell Schwartz said they went with the normal game plan. They didn't do any of that kind of stuff. So that got me thinking, like, maybe they're not going to adjust the game plan as much as we think initially. Now, if it becomes problematic, I think if you're looking at Jarek McKinnon, the Chiefs running back, who's a great pass protector, I think it might limit his ability to be involved in the, the passing game because if they feel the need to help out, their left tackle, Orlando Brown Jr., or their right tackle, Andrew Wiley. I think that could come into play, but I, I don't know if the game plan really is changing as much as we all thought earlier in the week. And that's, was, that was going to be my question here, Alex, was about the running back deployment. Because if you want to help out Mahomes, it's McKinnon twofold. One, as a, as a valve, a safety valve, a pass catcher, who's been really good for them. And B, as a, as a pass pro guy, can Pacheco hold up? And is that too much of a tell? Why do you think that deployment's going to work? So I think you know Pacheco is really not going to be left out to for, for pass protection all that much. He, you know I won't, I won't call him a full-on liability, but certainly they're not nearly as confident 
uh, in him having that role as Jarek McKinnon. But in terms of where Pacheco fits in, I think this goes back to how we started the the conversation, guys, about uh, closing out games. And never should Andy Reid's offense, never will it be, and nor should it when you have Mahomes be you know, a 50-50 split. That's ridiculous. Nobody's asking for that. However, when you got the lead, seven minutes to go, are they willing to lean on the run game a little bit more than they have in the past? That's been a question all week here in Kansas City. I think Pacheco is the type of back you can do that. I think he can close out games. His running style, to me, fits that. And so I think Pacheco, you know, I was surprised to see even his rushing total for this game is only at 48.5, which seems awfully low. He had 60-something in the first matchup. And I'll just tell you this, if Pacheco only gets 47 yards against Cincinnati on Sunday, the Chiefs probably aren't winning this football game. Yeah, I totally agree with you. He's Alex Gold. All right, let's get a thought on the Bengals. I know you are on the air in Kansas City, but you've now seen them three times in a couple years. And then end the conversation with uh, your pick and how you're feeling about the game. So, look, I look at Cincinnati. I think they got the second-best quarterback in football. I think Joe Burrow is absolutely that guy. He, he's able to maintain his pocket presence. The Chiefs, for whatever reason, as I mentioned, have just not been able to get pressure on him. What I've been impressed about Burrow is, despite last year, bad offensive line this year, now O-line injuries, uh, he hasn't missed a beat for the most part, uh, at least in you know the games that, that we've paid attention to here in Kansas City, which has just been uh, pretty impressive to watch. And we all know the type of playmakers they have on the outside. You know, defensively, I actually uh, don't, don't think Cincinnati is going to be as problematic defensively this go-around as they have been in the other matchups. I think, for me, again, it's going to come down to whether or not Chris Jones, Frank Clark, George Karloffis, can those guys get to Joe Burrow. And if they're able to get to Joe Burrow, I think Kansas City has a great chance to win this football game, uh, even with the Mahomes ankle injury. And so I think it's another really close game. These teams are neck and neck. The last two have been 27-24. Uh, I think this is going to be another three, four-point game. Uh, I said on our show today, I think it's 28-24 in favor of Kansas City. I think the 3-0 the and talk will be put to rest, and uh, any of the, the national talking heads that are already trying to, to somehow put Joe Burrow as the best quarterback in football with the win on Sunday, I think that'll be uh, put to bed for, for the rest of the offseason, if not for, for multiple years. Alex, great with us, man. Really appreciate the time and enjoy the game this weekend. Hey, thanks, guys. Absolutely. We'll talk to you bright and early tomorrow morning. Uh, He and I have a couple of Saturday shows we'll be doing together over on BetQL and CBS Sports Radio. All right, Danny, I feel like Cincinnati is getting a little bit cocky for no reason here. Hmm. The the Burrowhead Stadium thing, which came from their own locker room, their own players, there has been a lot of chirping, and it's been more from Cincinnati to Kansas City. Now, There's no problem with that. Like, that's fun. That kind of energizes the game, energizes the rivalry a little bit. But I'm not poking the bear, man. (laughs) The Chiefs are really, really good. They have won seven straight division titles. That's a tough place to go play. You don't need to give any added motivation to that fan base to show up and lather up and be loud. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes as a tandem are the best one-two punch coach quarterback in this league. I'm just surprised that the Bengals are ruffling feathers at all this week. There's this very fine line in sports, and we can see how powerful this force can be when it's harnessed correctly. The nobody believes in us force. Us against the world. Cincinnati had that going a little bit, right? I mean, everybody's sort of looking past them, always looking at their opponent, thinking about the Bills and this and that. There's a little bit of that going into this game, too. That can very easily spill into overconfident. 
very easily spill into a little bit too braggadocious, a little bit too much, a little bit, a little bit too much filling yourself without actually doing the work. I don't know that we're there because Cincinnati's got a good little recipe going. Where a they're terrific, they're very well built. It started, it started something. There there was a chip on a shoulder thing because no one was giving them credit. To your point, yeah, where you had Joe Mixon take great issue last week publicly with the NFL selling tickets for the Chiefs Bills game that obviously didn't happen. I thought that was one of the more ridiculous things that I saw in football coverage last week because, of course, they have to sell the tickets. They have to start preparing for the game. The in Kansas the City sold them. I mean, that, that everybody's doing their job, yeah. Now, guess what happens, Joe Mixon? If the game isn't held, people will get refunds. This is a pretty normal practice. This is not crazy. So they took issue with it. Maybe they got an added motivation from it. Whatever helps you sleep at night, that's fine. But they've gone a little bit from the great line from Joe Burrow post game of better send those refunds. Like we got a chip on our shoulder to again the, the Burrowhead Stadium line began with one of their own players saying it. He's played there once, man. <laughs> Does he own the stadium he's played in for four quarters? I do like that they are confident. I really do. It's just not how I, if I'm coaching that team, will want my crew carrying themselves going into a heavyweight match. Like If I'm going and doing my stare down before my big fight, I'm the dude that's not saying a word. I'm just looking at you. I want you to wonder what I'm thinking. I want If I'm getting in your head, it's through silence. So stylistically, it's just not how I prefer it. But I'll say this. There have been plenty of guys who have been screaming at the weigh-in. Bombastic and braggadocious, and, and they, they back they it up. And somebody out. Uh-huh. And maybe Cincinnati will pull that off. Dave Zingaro covers the Eagles for NBC Sports Philadelphia. He's going to join us in 40 minutes at 6 o'clock. He's got our preview of the NFC Championship game, Philly and San Fran at Lincoln Financial Field. So we'll get to him in 40 minutes. Next, what would the best storyline be as far as a Super Bowl matchup or a team winning the Super Bowl as we're down to the Final Four? Let's open up the MGM National Harbor listener lines on that. What's the storyline you're rooting for? Grant and Danny on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.